Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Sound the alarm! Donovan Mitchell on the move to the Cavs. We got ourselves a trade! <laughs> yes, we do. And we got to get in to the Classic Factory for Task Trade JD with you here. We didn't think of the Cavs. They came out of nowhere. Honestly, when I saw... I got a text message from Art Hamilton about this. Okay. I saw the tweet. I was like, this has got to be fake. The uh-huh. Cavs. Donovan Mitchell is going to the Cavs. Click through. It's legit. Put on a shirt. I was wearing a tank top, playing tennis earlier today. I know I smell terrible. I wasn't expecting to see people mm. right now. <laughs> you smell good. Well, at least we got a little distance between us, so I'm not wafting too hard. No, but, uh, man, what a shocker. Donovan Mitchell going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it when I saw it, but it makes sense. Yeah. Now that after looking at it for a few minutes, I'm glad I was still here in the Classic Factory. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hanging out. Reading about Donovan Mitchell to my favorite team of last year for a package that includes guard Colin Sexton, Lowry Markinen, a big, plays small sometimes, Ochai Abaji, three first-round picks that are unprotected from the Cleveland Cavaliers, and two pick swaps for Donovan Mitchell. If you like knowing where those picks are, 25, 27, and 29 unprotected going to the Utah Jazz with three players, Colin Sexton, Lowry Markinen, and Ochai Abaji, who was drafted this year, number 14, uh, from Kansas. What are your thoughts about the Cleveland Cavaliers side first, Trey? Because they were a solid team last year. They finished 44-38, and 38, ended in the eighth seed after being really good most of the year. They were 14 games above 500 at... 35 and 21, and mm-hmm. then injuries got them finished at eight. They didn't give up one of their all stars, and Darius Gullen or Jared Allen. What are your thoughts? Man, to be able to bring in another all star and Donovan Mitchell, three time all star, still only 26 years old. Yes. This is awesome for the Cavs. They definitely gave up a lot in draft compensation down the road. I don't think they gave up a ton in players. Lowry Markinen had a decent season for them, played a little bit better than I thought he was going to he did. last year, but a player that you would certainly throw into a trade uh, for a Donovan Mitchell. Colin Sexton got hurt during last year. It was kind of curious why they hadn't signed him uh, this deep into the summer. I guess this is why, but another player who is easily replaced if Mitchell's the guy coming back. And an older draft pick in Igbaji who maybe has some potential, but another tradable piece to bring in an all-star already in Donovan Mitchell to pair with your all-star Darius Garland your other all-star, Jared Allen, and your future all-star, Evan Mobley. They've got four all-stars, basically, right now. All 26 or younger, Mm -hmm. all locked up for a while. They've got an awesome backcourt with Garland and Mitchell. They've got an awesome frontcourt with Mobley and Allen. There are definitely questions, I think, on the wing. Maybe Ricky Rubio will be able to help out there once he uh, comes back from injury. Karis LeVert, I think, will get a shot. They will want to look at some other guys, but I think the, the Cavs got a lot better here. Last year, they were in that 4-8 to eight range. 
just like the Bulls were, just like the Raptors, the Hawks, uh, the Nets, for whatever reason, were down there last year. I think the Cavs have taken a serious step up. I think they're still probably a tier below the best teams in the Eastern Conference, but this makes them a lot better going into next year. And getting all four of these players together, young, with a chance to grow, they're going to be good next year, and they're going to be even better coming the future. Yeah, I think they're in that second tier right behind the the Milwaukee Boston occupies that first tier. I yep. think those are the, fair to say those first the, the the two teams in the first tier and then that second tier for me now includes the Cavs. I kind of had them up there for much of the year last year and then they sort of fell off, but the second tier is Philadelphia, Miami, and I think it's Cleveland. Uh, unfortunately, I think the Bulls are uh, plopped into tier number they ain't 3. Ain't done much this summer. No, and they, they they weren't they didn't finish incredibly well. I think they're in that third tier with Toronto as you mentioned and with Atlanta. Brooklyn, not even going to mention at this point. Who knows? 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 Uh, They could easily be in that second tier as well, but the third tier is probably safe to put them alongside Chicago, Atlanta, Toronto. But I think Cleveland is better because of that crazy backcourt now uh, with Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Will they be able to work together? The answer is 100% yes, because last year I went into the regular season thinking this Cavs team could be a sneaky playoff team because Colin Sexton and Darius Garland can worry about offense because they've got the guys you said, Mobley and Allen, and then Isaac Okoro is their junkyard dog as their their number three uh, because he wore that big junkyard dog chain and because he does junkyard dog things. Uh, so they can worry about defense, really. And Mitchell and, and Sexton uh, can worry about the offense. Uh, I'm sorry, now Mitchell and, and Garland now can worry about the offense. Garland uh, uh, is is perfect, I think, uh, alongside of Mitchell. He, he can... He can allow Mitchell to do his thing uh, while still getting his. Garland is super young at 22. Uh, Jared Allen's 24. And, uh, yeah, soon-to-be 26-year-old Donovan Mitchell joining them along with 21-year-old Evan Mobley. Do you think they gave up too much with three unprotected picks? And then the players, as we've said, you know, the guard in Sexton, Big and Markinen, and the wing in I'm not really worried about giving up any of the players they did. I think this is a good use of a contract like Sexton's. Uh, once he went down for the season last year, it didn't look like it at the time, but it definitely had a huge effect on the Cavs. So being able to replace him with a better version of him in Donovan Mitchell, I think is huge. Markkanen uh, had his moments uh, with the Cavs, certainly, but uh, definitely a replaceable player. It's all about the draft compensation. But at the very least, the Cavs did a smart thing. Shout out to Tom Haberstroh for noting this. The Cavs kept their 2024 mm. first-round draft mm. pick when a certain Bronny James will become draft eligible in the future. Ooh, Who juicy. knows what's going to happen? Uh, but at least they did hold on to that little bit, that little nugget of hope uh, for the future. I think the fact that Mitchell is a young player as well, who we've already seen have NBA success and some postseason success as well, that to me makes it okay to give up these picks down the line. Surely one of those picks is going to be juicier than the Cavs are thinking it is right now. That's just how things happen in the NBA. Sure. But I think it's worth giving up that kind of draft compensation to build your team and say, hey, we got a core here. We're going forward with this core, and we think they can really grow together. Every trade that happens this offseason gets compared to the Rudy Gobert trade. And so this one doesn't look bad at all. I mean, no, it's, not at all. Uh, three picks versus four in the Rudy Gobert trade. People say it was five because, you know, the uh, there was a pick swap, and there was uh, Walker Kessler as well, who's a first-round pick this year. You can look at this and say four picks for the Utah Jazz because they're getting Ochai Abaji, and they're getting three unprotected first-round picks. Yeah, like you said, sometimes those picks end up being a lot 
worse, better, however you look at it uh, from the Cavs' perspective in the long run. But these guys are so steady on this Cavs team. Like, they're going to have a good defense. I I mean, yes. Let, they're going to be hope, good. Hopefully, yeah. We've seen one great season of Cleveland Cavaliers, and honestly, it was more like two-thirds of a great season, and they, they kind of fell off as injuries came. Yeah. You have to think they're going to gel together. You have to assume they're going to play well together because, like you're saying, a Garland and Mitchell backcourt isn't super different than a Garland-Sexton backcourt yes, from a, just a general build of a team. And Mitchell's obviously a better player than Sexton, so they should be able to work there. Maybe an injury gets picked up at some point during the 2027 season, and suddenly that pick is looking fine. But that's okay to me uh, because Cleveland is on the way up. They see that they're on the way up and that they are able to to have a core together. And I think the consistency and the continuity they'll be able to build over the course of time will be worth maybe losing one of these picks that they lose sometime in the future. Uh, and I'll say the Cavs last year dealt with injuries really, 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 really well. I don't have mangames.com in front of me here, uh, but they <laughs> lost a ton of man games. Uh, they were able to handle Ricky Rubio's injury, Colin Sexton's injury, Jared Allen went down, Evan Bowley went down, everybody went down, and they were still able to finish 44-38 and 38 in Eastern Conference. Steady is the word that keeps coming back to me watching this team because Mobley and Allen's defense is going to be there every stinking night. Those guys operate you know, this sort of differently than most defenses in the NBA. Like They, they can track everywhere within the three-point line, they're going to be damn good. And I know people will look at Donovan Mitchell and, and call him, you know, so a powder or whatever because of the way things ended. He's been part of really good defenses, not to bring up the, the whole defense thing. I think that side of the ball, they're going to be great. They're just going to be great on defense. And then the offense, it's, it's going to be taken care of by that backcourt uh, with uh, Donovan Mitchell and – and a great, great young guard in Darius Garland. I don't think they're really going to get in each other's way. They're already tweeting, Trey. Darius Garland has tweeted 10 and spider, the spider emoji. I guess mm. he wears 10. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I forget numbers. And then Donovan Mitchell has already retweeted it with a double exclamation point. Okay. So those guys are on point together. <laughs> uh, I think they should be excited to play with one another. I'm, su- I'm surprised we didn't see this coming. As basketball geeks... Because, as we said, Sexton is a Donovan Mitchell light. He is... A similar player, yeah. He's a similar a player. A score-first, smaller guard. Yes. Uh, and and I, 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 the Jazz were the top defense in the league a few years ago, so everybody you know ridiculing Donovan Mitchell for not for being sort of a, a barn door. What's not, not traffic a barn door. cone? I wasn't going to go traffic cone. Like a, you know, it's like a saloon door. Like a... It's a saloon door is fair, yeah. Okay. Like flapping in the breeze. Yeah. But turnstile. Turnstile, yeah. sure. He uh, was all of those things. He and was, at times last he year. can be all of those things. Right, but he can try. Huge... He can try, and he he's try. got a lot of good guys and behind him. And he's been him. on a lot of good defenses, like yeah. you're saying, but that's with Rudy Gobert behind you. That being said, he's got the American Rudy Gobert and Jared Allen behind him. <laughs> also, Evan Mobley. It yes. is going to be a big ask, I think, for both of those guys because Mitchell... And Garland, they're going to get torched at times. There's no doubt about it. They're both smaller. They're Maybe. both not necessarily lockdown defenders. And like I said earlier, they've got no real established players on the wing. Okoro's a good defender, but he gives it all back offensively, and he can hurt your offense on that side. They'll be able to find a wing at some point during their development. And I think Mobley and Allen are good enough to be able to cover 
for the backcourt. I'm more of an Okoro believer than you are. He he can take the team's best perimeter player on defense, and then yeah, he can slash and do some things offensively. I honestly just came up with a great nickname for Isaac Okoro this very second. <laughs> okay. Isaac Noscoro. Oh, get out of here. He locks him down on defense? No. But then on offense, he's not scoring either. He does a little Isaac bit on Noscoro. offense. Isaac Noscoro. Oh, God. Put it on basketball reference. If uh, No. If Colin Sexton is a Donovan Mitchell light, which is nice of us to call him that, then Ochai Obaji, who they traded in this deal to Utah, is uh, an Isaac Okoro light. You know, uh, doesn't have as much offense as Isaac Okoro, but it, you know, is a known as sort of a, a defender, a wing. Anyway, I believe, I, I believe in that, in that front court. If you want to call the, him Isaac Okoro is part of the front court, that defensive tenacity of him, Allen, and Mobley, it's going to get you a lot of freaking wins to me, and that's why they're in that second tier. He can score. The only real criticism I have for Cleveland is that this is the end of Sexland. This is the death of the Sexland backcourt. Very good so, point. I mean, maybe we'll have to get Lee in here. He can raise his shirt to the rafters or something like that. I'm sure they'll come up with a cool nickname for Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, though. Uh, yes. Mitchland doesn't doesn't quite uh, have the same ring to it. Mm. <laughs> Mitch you want to have sex in there, but then it, then it's really just. Hey, you're the one who subscribes to ManGames.com. <laughs> I've got a membership. Uh, it's no LimonParty.org. Um, anyway, so yeah, the the just just again to salivate uh, over this the the new Cleveland Cavaliers. It's twenty two year old Darius Garland, soon to be twenty six year old Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt. Isaac Okoro don't have his age in front of me, but a great small forward alongside Jared young. Allen, twenty four, one time All Star. And Evan Mobley, the 21-year-old Rookie of the Year runner-up from last year, with guys like Ricky Rubio and Kevin Love still coming off the Kevin bench. Kevin Love, yeah, exactly right. That's a that's a that's a weird one. I guess he'll still be around as the vet. He stuck around long enough for Cleveland to get good again. That's pretty awesome, actually. Um, yeah, and and the ceiling. I, I know we're putting them in the the second tier, but I, f- I maybe I'm just riding high because of this this recent. A little recency bias here, but I think they could be in that first tier not too long from My now. My tiers are a little different than yours. I mean, obviously, you got Milwaukee and yep. Boston right at top. Yes. Miami finished first in the Eastern Conference last year. Yes. They're, they're ahead. Philadelphia is ahead of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. We're not sure about Brooklyn. That's the great unknown in the Eastern Conference right now. But I think four through eight, they're certainly going to be in there. They got better this year. The Hawks got better in a kind of similar way. Like, it's going to be interesting to see Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. They're just... retweeting their tweets as well. So, I mean, that's going to be a cool little rivalry to see. Cleveland versus Atlanta. You know we're going to be going down to the Fortress for those ones. Yeah, but the Cavs uh, are better than them. And I, well, I mean, probably. I yeah. think they are probably as well. So, I would think the Cavs and the Hawks are a little bit better, honestly, than both the Hawks and the Bulls this year uh, going forward. But as for why we didn't expect the Cavs, mm-hmm. it's because they're so young. They were a little bit ahead of schedule, I thought, last year with Garland taking a huge step forward. Mobley looking ready to be an all-defensive candidate as a rookie was pretty surprising. And to see him gelling alongside another seven-footer in Jared Allen, nobody really expected that. It was kind of like gravy last year to see them have those improvements and also be a really good team. So for them to push all in like this is a little surprising, but I think it's a great move for Cleveland going forward. Yeah, it's... If you believe in Cleveland, it's really it's how much stock do you put into last year's 44 and 38 record, which again, mangames.com really did uh, <laughs> hurt them, but they were able to battle through that. So I think they're a far better team than 44 wins, especially when you're talking about 
you know, a rookie Mobley, a third-year player, and Darius Garland, guys that are only going to get better here. And when you look at the Eastern Conference, yes, the Heat were the, the number one ranked team, but one through four, it was 53 through 51 wins. The Heat won the Eastern Conference with 53 wins. The Celtics, Bucks, and, and Sixers all had 51 wins. So I, you know, I throw out that number of the Cavs winning 44 games. This could be a 50-win team uh, next yeah. season. And, yeah. and so a great step for them. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms and restrictions apply. On the other side, the Utah Jazz are deciding, yeah, we're tearing this thing down. Hey, Spurs, you want Wembenyama? So do we. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's torn. I, I will say, Colin Sexton, as part of this transaction, Shamsharani reporting that he signed a four-year, $72 million deal. He was a restricted free agent with the Cavs, and nothing was happening with him. As you said, maybe this was the reason. They were waiting for a team that wanted to trade for him. They get a Mitchell Light for four years. They've got Larry Markinen, they've got a Rook and a Baji. They've obviously got a lot of picks. And a note here from Adrian Wojnarowski, they also have 13 unprotected or lightly protected first-round picks. That's a lot of picks. It's a Danny Ainge situation, (laughs) right? Uh, And and then let me throw in this thing. So who the hell are they playing? They still have Mike Conley. They still have Boyan Bogdanovich uh, and Jordan Clarkson. And so... What are they doing? Uh, that seems like what's going on in Utah. <laughs> it seems like they sure will be tearing that part of their roster down to go for Victor Wembanyama and try and get as much of those out of those picks, their own picks, as possible, right? Yeah, absolutely. I would have to imagine Bogdanovich and Conley will... Danny will be taking a lot of calls on those guys in the coming weeks and months. I mean, maybe they stick around at least until the start of the season and the trades look a little bit better at the trade deadline, but I can't imagine the vets finishing things out with the Jazz by the end of the year. But I think the Jazz did a pretty nice job here. Got a good package from the Cavs. Who knows what you're going to get from Markinen or Sexton or even Taylor Horton Tucker who came back in uh, the Patrick Beverly uh, yeah, trade. Yeah, that's a great point. Forgot They've about got that. a lot of players who have had flashes, who have shown some potential in the league and haven't really established themselves. You know, like Sexton had an awesome 20-point-per-game season for half of a season. We saw, like, Laurie Markinen will shoot six for nine from three in one game and one from nine from three the next game. THT, he can score 20 in a game, and it's going to be all right-handed layoffs. If he ever gets a left <laughs> hand, he'll be unstoppable. There's a lot of potential, and maybe these guys thrive with no pressure there in Utah. I have to imagine that that will be the plan going forward to get these younger players a whole bunch of time. It's just reclamation projects 
because they're not going to improve the Jazz win total, which is the very important thing because now they're going to be in the mix for Wembenyama and Scoot Henderson, whose name is flying under the radar a little bit here because we're all psyched to be saying Victor Wembenyama. But that's the big thing. Yeah, they've got 13 lightly protected or unprotected picks and swaps coming in the next few seasons. But the best draft picks the Jazz are going to have are the Jazz draft picks because they're not going to be very good for the next couple seasons. So a quality teardown from Danny Ainge, which now that we've seen what he's done this offseason, kind of feels like he was brought there to tear down uh, that past era of the Jazz and build the next one going forward. Right, and it sort of makes sense after we saw the Rowan Barrett, (laughs) R.J. Barrett, Rowan Barrett, his papa. (laughs) Man, uh, I'm getting old. Um the R.J. Barrett extension in New York makes a little bit more sense now that sure. they weren't going to trade him. They knew that something wasn't happening there with Donovan Mitchell. I'm sure Knicks fans are furious uh, right now that they didn't get Donovan Mitchell. Um, I will add this here, Trey, as uh, our friend Hoops Distillery tweeted, uh, the Sexland nickname already changed to Mobland next season, or last season, I should say. Okay. It's not as good. It's Mobland. Not, yeah. yeah. Mobley, I, Mobley and Garland. Yeah, I mean, nobody calls him... Evan Mobley, you know. Mm. I would say that's the the main hang-up for me on that nickname. So the Jazz don't have, as you said, uh, as you kind of went through all those guys, they don't have an all-star anymore. Uh, they have a lot of... Conley. Conley is techni- <laughs> technically. Technically. But, yeah. yeah. You, I, I like the idea of not, guy, not calling a guy an all-star who isn't going to be an all-star anymore. You know? I, is Kevin Love a multiple-time all-star? I guess he is. <laughs> Put it on the plaque. But... They have a bunch of solid guys that they can hope. Colin Sexton, what is his future? Larry Markinen, Ochai Obaji is, is not just because his name starts with O, but I think you'd probably want him to be like an OG Ananobi type guy, like a, that type of player. The picks are really where it's at for the Utah Jazz, but to get really bad is the idea here and go from there. And maybe they can develop like your, your Taylor Horton Tuckers and, and Sexton now and Markinen. But they want to be bad. They got the 25, 27, and 29 pick again from the Cleveland Cavaliers and pick swaps in 26 and 28. If the Cavs happen to be bad, the Jazz can say, I will like to swap those picks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One swap, please. Yeah, which you know sometimes happens, sometimes don't. So it's really about if, if these picks end up being good as to whether or not they got enough for Donovan Mitchell. It looks fine now from their yep. perspective. And if it turns into a, a great draft pick, probably their own, uh, this coming year, then it was probably worth it. And, and that never factors into a trade. You didn't get Victor Wimbanyama from this trade. But if you're really, really bad, you might mm-hmm. get Victor Wimbanyama, who is a 7'3 uh, Frenchman, if you didn't know, that can ball, it seems like, uh, I don't know, who, who, what's his equivalent? I mean, is there one? Uh, I don't want to go crazy. I mean, uh, I don't want to. Uh, okay, never mind then. I was going to say a seven foot five Kevin Durant, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> is, know. Is he There's seven still, five? Who knows? I, all I ever see is clips where they're trying to figure out exactly how tall this guy is because nobody can believe that somebody as tall as he is should move that well. Uh, but I think it's pretty hilarious that as soon as there was like a generational international big man prospect available both the jazz and spurs were like we got to clear the decks we got to go for this guy the two teams you would pick to do that would be the jazz and spurs that's a fair point yeah anything uh crazy going on in the stream team uh, you're not looking anymore nah uh, nah you're done done with the stream team for uh I could, you know i'm trying to stream it here on my phone i was too excited coming over i didn't want to go laptop here i want to go fresh off the dome yeah 
I, uh, I should have too, because I just I flubbed some stuff. But anyway, uh, they're good. calling. They're calling. Uh, Gab- Gabrielle here in the stream team is calling Victor Wembanyama go bear with a handle. Right. So there you go. Yeah, I'm seeing seven two seven three two point two meters, as they say abroad. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's always fun. People are saying maybe now is the time. Um, that we should be dunking on the Knicks a little bit since yeah. they were pursuing Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. But to me, their number one target this entire offseason was Jalen Brunson. And they got Jalen Brunson before free agency even started. So who knows? You know you know the Knicks. The Knicks fans are instantly already turning on Mitchell. Like, we didn't want him anyways. We didn't need him anyways. Um, lies. Who knows? It's Those more exciting. Lies. I think it's more exciting to have Donovan Mitchell on the Cavs than it would have been to have him on the Knicks. But that's just me. Well, listen, I'm sure it's frustrating for a Knicks fan. We just mentioned the tiers in the East. Are they even in that third tier? This is a fair question. And they're paying three players, you know, about an average of $27 million when you get to uh, R.J. Barrett's contract of 30 per, Jalen Brunson at 27 per, and Julian, Julius Randle at 23 per. That's a lot of your salary cap you're eating up for, a, a, junk. for a tier three team. That's that's a fair question. I don't think they're done. This. Yes, it, it is unfortunate. But, you know, all those contracts in a vacuum all sort of made sense at the time. They want to get off Fournier's money. And uh, that last year was the year they screwed up. When they signed Fournier, they signed a long-term Nerlens Noel deal. They signed a long-term Alec Burks deal. That's where they screwed up, not with the, the three guys I mentioned. But I'm a believer in Jalen Brunson. I'm a believer in both RJ and Rowan Barrett. I love both of those guys. <laughs> and uh, the Julius Randle thing, hopefully he can come around for them. But uh, that's that's the unfortunate thing for them. They wanted Donovan Mitchell, no matter what Knicks fans say. They wanted him. Oh, they wanted him. Super bad. <laughs> He's taking batting practice with the New York Mets. Come on, of course they wanted him. Uh, but, I mean, when you're listing it and you're listing all these teams, like we're talking about the Hawks made a major move. Yeah. Uh, the Knicks did make a, a major move signing Jalen Brunson. There's going to be disappointed teams in the Eastern Conference. You even look at a team like Charlotte, who's basically held Pat this offseason. They've been at the very end of the play-in tournament for the past couple of seasons. You know, they finish 10th. They go to the play-in. They get beat by 40. They could be on the outside looking in come playoff time, come play-in time. And I think that would be considered a major step back for Charlotte, considering they want to be building around LaMelo. So the East is going to be pretty tough. Once again, we've had two straight seasons of fighting and clawing to get into the play-in tournament, keeping things entertaining throughout the entirety of the season. And I think it's going to be much the same this year. Right. And the the Charlotte Hornets, they probably will take a, a step back and, and speaking on a sort of a, a, in a similar vein in the Western Conference, the Utah Jazz, I think, made a smart move to intentionally take a step back. They had to tear it down. They had to get worse because you think the East is tough. Well, the West is literally just as tough. And the the Mitchell-Gobert relationship was worn out. And they basically did as good as they possibly could in terms of draft picks. Those draft picks have to turn into players at some point. Yep. Uh, they do not have really one all-star on their roster now, other than Mike Conley. Uh, one all-star <laughs> on their roster for the future, and they just traded away their two all-stars. So, you know, you can criticize them for not having an all-star in return for their two all-stars that they traded in Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell this offseason. I think that's, that's a fair. good point. They definitely chose picks over players. Well, they chose the P over the P. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, I've been in the factory uh, You've been a in little the factory. too long. I'm done. Grinding, I'm done. swinging the sledgehammers. 
What else, what else are we doing? <laughs> what else are we doing? Uh, you know, loading the conveyor belts. Nice one. That was a really nice one. Packing the boxes. Nice one. Shipping out those classics. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, so Beautiful. we're done here. Uh, well done. Factory work officially <laughs> complete. Uh, uh, we will be back uh, next week. I, sh- I assume there will not be any trades before next week. Well, I, I don't know, Tassie. Tony Jones is saying now we have to watch for the Jazz and the Lakers. What's next? Was this uh, the first mm. of a couple of Donovan-Mos? Donan- <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. It's tough to... How do you say Donovan, but also Domino? Domin... Donvinos. Donvinos. <laughs> this could be the first of many Donvinos to fall <laughs> going I, forward with uh, the Western Conference. That's why you're great. You tried. Because that's a hard one. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> effort. Uh, very good effort. But yeah, taking on the Westbrook contract? That's interesting. Interesting. Very interesting stuff. We will be back next week with, obviously, a no breaks. We're going to a baseball game tomorrow and we'll recap it on no bunts. Uh, next week, starting uh, Tuesday, we'll be back there with a no bunts and a no breaks on Wednesday. And is this good? And of course, any crazy basketballings that happen. Didn't expect this. Did not expect this. The first Donovan Mitchell's uh, <laughs> nose. For now, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and this is a serious question, a serious ask for all of you people out there watching and listening. If you have a vintage, like, punch clock that they would have at a factory, it would be very cool to have one here at the Classic Factory. Just saying. I'm going home uh, for my man Ryan Sutton's wedding, and every time you say punch clock, the one that I used to work at, uh, Little Caesars, uh, (laughs) was freaking a long time ago, but they had a punch clock. It's one of those things you don't take off the wall. Like, I think it's there. It's still there. I think I could go in, break in, (laughs) and hammer it off the wall. With my baseball bet. Get it. Yes. Only one way to find out. I'm going. All right. We'll see you next week. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.